It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue, keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig speed internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. message from the great unknown and paint another portrait from the imagination. Greetings everyone and welcome to the people under the stairs. Under the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) And what you just heard uh, previously was a poem uh, that I wrote uh, some years ago called Every Time It Rains. And I thought this would be a good... uh, a good little poem to put at the beginning of uh, the podcast called They Came in the Rain because this is about EVPs and paranormal experiences and some researchers say that uh, these things do increase when there's uh, stormy weather and this is where we get the, it was a dark and stormy night that it's uh, always so foreboding and scary but anyway uh, I'm under the stairs uh, Stan is not because he is under the weather so he He's joining us via phone uh, this afternoon. I'm, that's true, Paul. And hello to everybody in the audience. And thank you for your wonderful response to the first show. Lots of people evidently liked what we were what we were throwing down, Paul. And uh, it looks like the spirits. Uh, it was raining here for a few days, and the spirits reached out and touched me. And now I can't be under the stairs. I'm under the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and what a bummer because I, I, I put some uh, ambience in there. I hung up some pictures of a, I have a poster size uh, Ouija board I hung up and a tarot card. I had it all, uh, I had it all set up, but hey. Next week, next uh, week, uh, hopefully I'll be better by next week. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, well, I'll be under the stairs with you. <laughs> But uh, this is a, you know, just uh, if you don't mind me jumping for a second, the, the gun, I'm, I'm not there with you with the ambiance that's um, good and spooky and frightening. But this is kind of a scary topic in a lot of ways. Uh, you, know, I, 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 you know, we're not here to create anxiety in people. But it, it, is, a, it is one of those really kind of, um, to me at least, it's a really serious thing. And, uh, you know, the uh, electronic voice phenomenon. And uh, it has a lot of uh, a lot of stuff written about it, but it's it, it, it's a pretty 
pretty deep, uh, you know, topic that uh, I, I think a lot of people are not that familiar with. But uh, it could scare the pants off you if you're leaving your tape recorder on and, and you get one of these messages, you know, particularly when the rain is about. It could. And I remember reading, um, you know, th this whole thing about EVPs really just started uh, being somewhat mentioned uh, in the early 90s. You know, those of us who were uh, the amateurs or just interested in watching uh, ghost shows, we didn't know anything about it. But uh, apparently, you know, it, it was something that uh, paranormal researchers did for, for many years. And one of the first gentlemen who, who discovered it, and I don't remember his name, but I remember reading the uh, an article about him. He he was a bird watcher, and he took he had an old reel to reel that he would take out, and he would actually oh, yeah. tape the different uh, sounds of the birds. And one day he got home, and he was playing back his reel to reel, and he was hearing voices, and he said, "Well, this is." Uh, this is peculiar, you know, let, let me go try this again. And, and little by little, uh, and in his his experience also with the rain, particularly if there was, you know, wind or it was uh, going to be a stormy day, the, there were a lot of uh, different voices. And he started asking questions and, you know, he said that the, they would answer. He could hear them answering uh, on, on the tape. So, you know, uh, again, uh, very spooky stuff, and it, it makes you feel like the, uh, as some say, that the whole planet is potentially haunted, that spirits are everywhere. Right. Uh, I know the people that you're talking about and the research I've done on this uh, and, and looked into it, and I'm trying to think of the guy, Konstantiv, uh that's his name. He was a student of uh, Carl Jung, the famous psychoanalyst. Mm-hmm. And his name was Constantine's Raw Dive, and uh, he did uh, he did uh, he wrote a book I believe it was called Breakthrough, an amazing experiment in electronic communication with the dead, and uh, he partnered with a guy called uh, Frederick Jorgensen, mm -hmm. and he was an artist and a musician, and these guys uh, did this thing that you're talking about, if I'm not mistaken. With the uh, with the with the bird calling and artistic things for a whole variety of things, and uh, there were quite a number of very famous people involved in that. You know, when you're when you're talking about that, and in, in, you know, in nature and and all those kinds of things. You know, if I'm not throwing people off here, to to be very serious for a second, the greatest inventor probably ever known, but probably the greatest American inventor for sure, was Thomas Edison. And I know you know this, Paul, but I bet the audience doesn't know this. And this is not a joke. Quote, unquote, I've been at work for some time building an apparatus to see if it's possible for the personalities which have left this earth to communicate with us. And those were the words of Thomas Edison uh, in 1920. And he actually, uh, this is from Menlo Park. You know, this, this is, you know, Edison invented the, you know, the uh, record player, the phonographs and things like that. The light bulb, motion picture, phonograph, all those things. He wanted to create uh, a device that would talk to the dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Edison actually had other interviews with Scientific American, the famous Scientific American magazine, where he says he's been thinking for some time of a machine or an apparatus which could be, listen to this, which could be operated by personalities which have passed on to another existence or sphere. So uh, he actually, uh, you know, was talking to the people from Scientific American about talking to the dead as far back as the 20s. Sure. So this wasn't so. This wasn't really um, a new, uh, you know, a new thing. But uh, you know, these other guys came out, uh, you know, that, that you were mentioning too, and I gave the names with them through other means, and, and evidently started to started to uh, as they were listening to bird calls and whatever, starting to inadvertently pick up these these noises and voices and sounds that they attribute to people from the other side. Is that pretty much correct? Did you understand it, Paul? 
It is. I've, I've read uh, those same articles, you know, as we said previously before hitting the uh, the record button. Uh, I've read so much about this sort of thing over the years, and, and that's always my issue. Or I, I remember the stories, but I don't necessarily re- remember the names of the oh, yeah. uh, the people. And, uh, and that's why I put Stan on the research and say, hey, go go research this. <laughs> sure. He's, he's much better at uh, uh, retaining that stuff and, and writing down the quotes. Um, well, you know, you know what happens, Paul. That people think that you know uh, when you talk about these things, they think that it's you know you're just pulling something out of uh, your behind and tossing it up on the wall and saying, "Hey, you know, blah blah blah." But uh, I can't say uh, here on the show to the you know that. Hey, wow! This is the voice of a dead person coming on here. You know, there's you know when you're hearing EVP, this is what it is for sure. But my point being is uh, for people when uh, if they hear something like this or it shows up on a device, don't discount these things in life, things that have to do with extrasensory perception and things that do with the spirit side, as it were, or a different state of consciousness or a different state of um, of uh, normal activity into the paranormal. But these things aren't a joke. Uh, you, you know, you have to take them with a great deal, deal of skepticism, but they're 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 serious things. They are, and the, and the sad the sad thing is is that uh, we were talking about this uh, the other day when it when it comes to anything uh, paranormal or spiritual, you know, UFOs, anything in that category. You know, there's that certain percentage of phenomenon that's real that cannot be explained, but then it gets muddied by, you know, the the hoaxers and the nonsense. Absolutely. And, and, and people tend to just say, oh, it's it's all nonsense. But no, as you were saying, you know, Thomas Edison, you know, others, some, some of the greatest minds have thought about this and, you know, believed it was possible. And, and, and there have been people... Uh, over the years that have said they've uh, they've built uh, Thomas Edison's uh, ghost machine. Uh, they perfected it, but, you know, I don't think... Uh, I think he had some blueprints laid out, you know, the start of, of what it may have been. Yes, but, you but got it. It, it, it wasn't the... Uh, he certainly didn't have the, the complete, uh, the complete um, mechanism, so... People took those blueprints and, and, and tried to construct what they thought he was going for, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're not Thomas Edison. So, again, you know, a grain of salt, I think. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know, uh, just something I, I wanted to throw out there for people, I guess in terms of the credibility factor of, of, of when we talk about this, at least the way I know, it's one of the reasons I always respect uh, speaking with you, you know, to, to have a... Uh, a wide a wide range of ways to discuss topics like this i mean some of them you you know you try to be scientific about but you have to you know you have to give anecdotal stories mm-hmm. uh you know you, you're not in a you're not in a double blind experiment but very quickly when i was in graduate school um at St. John's University uh i'm talking about the St. John's University i was able to enroll in a very small seminar and the seminar was uh given by Dr. Rex Stanford from Duke University. I believe he's still around today because I, I looked him up online a, a few uh, years ago. I mean, literally a year or two ago. And I was surprised to see he was alive and still kicking. Very, very famous uh, psychologist. And I guess his specialty was the parapsychology work for the government and a bunch of other things as well as academia. But I have told Paul several times, there was only one other graduate student in the course and that was a teaching assistant and myself. The other 15 people in this seminar were all PhDs from all the various departments and department chairs in psychology and experimental psychology, theology, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because when we started the seminar, which lasted for um, quite a while, uh, the first thing that Dr. Stanford reminded everybody, and there was no disagreement at all, was he wasn't here to debate ex- extrasensory perception. That it was a given fact, and they were talking about this all from a statistical level and whatever. And uh, these guys were working for the military. They were working for intelligence agencies and everything else. These were really reputable professors. Mm-hmm. And to them... You know, while you couldn't reproduce extrasensory perception, 
um, issues in the laboratory in terms of site. There was no doubt about that. There was no, there was no doubt about uh, that many of these areas had great merit. And, uh, of course, that, you know, electronic voice phenomenon was not one of the ones that we were discussing, but we were discussing similar things like remote viewing mm-hmm. and other things. And uh, it's serious stuff is why, you know, I guess what I'm kind of throwing out to folks out there. It's yeah. serious stuff. Yeah, people today, I mean, you, you get the hardened uh, skeptic or, uh, you know, atheist, and they'll say, well, you know, science. And and it all, it almost becomes like the blind religious person who can't see past uh, their favorite doctrines or dogmas of their, their chosen religion, uh, you know, because they, they don't, I don't even think some of them are aware that, you know, some very educated people throughout history and in universities have studied this stuff, said that it's real. Um, many, many people today study it. There are institutes popping up all over with scientists and doctors and uh, quantum physicists who are studying the uh, the near death experience because they're 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 convinced uh, by this experience that consciousness does survive the physical death of the body and you know this gets discounted people make believe that it's like not even there but but it is there you know and you 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 have to be just I feel purposely turning a blind eye to ignore it, uh, you know, to, you know, come to a conclusion that it's that it's not that science is just this hardcore uh, world of matter uh, studies. But it's, it's not this. This stuff is wide, uh, widely studied and has been for decades now. What do you, well, you have some uh, you have some actual personal experiences with this. Am I correct, Paul? I, I might have thrown us off of um, uh, off base there a little bit, uh, but I hope not. In terms of you know looking at um, uh, things from a little scientific uh, you know level in there, have you actually experienced EVP uh, like or had an instance in your own life or anything similar like that? Because on other shows, I, I've had a a really wild experience we're going to talk about in another show. But um, but how about yourself with this one? I've never uh, I've never gotten an EVP. I've I've tried. I'm very fascinated by it, uh, but I don't think uh, you know I've been successful as of yet uh, to to get one. But you know when you're talking about things in the rain, you know coming in the rain, paranormal activity uh, increasing uh-huh. with the stormy weather. An experience that I did have um, when I was about 15 years old, I uh, I woke up in the middle of the night one night. It was in the summertime. The you know the windows were open, and you know me and my older brother shared a room. You know we we lived in this little uh, you know one story ranch house. Uh, my parents had only had two bedrooms. They had one, and we had the other. So I woke up in the middle of the night and just, you know, to turn over and I hear outside, like right in our backyard by the window, this little girl screaming. She's like screaming, mommy, help me, you know, ah, you know, like she's petrified. And I'm laying there, you know, going, what, what the hell is that? You know, and I'm, I'm checking off all of the uh, kids in the neighborhood because I, I knew I knew them all. Uh, even those I didn't really hang out with, we we all rode the same bus. We all went to the same school. So I'm, you know, I'm going through and I'm going, who the heck is that? There, there are no little girls that age, you know, that would be out wandering around in the middle of the night, you know. Uh, I don't think there's any little girls that age period in this this particular neighborhood that there wasn't. And uh, long story short, you know, my I asked my brother about it. He he said he woke up toward the end and he heard, you know, like there was a kid yelling or screaming, but he, he couldn't make out what it said. And I heard it a few times after that. And that's when I really started to think, you know, that's something's going on. This this just doesn't. Uh, seem right you know if somebody's pulling a prank you know I, I don't know who it would be and uh one day we were over at my friend's house all the neighborhood kids were we were playing uh, a game of baseball in, in in the field in his you know behind his yard 
and uh, it started to cloud up. It was, you know, starting to rumble of thunder. So we say, okay, we're we're, we're going to go inside. It's going to rain. And my friend's sister, you know, as we're walking in the house, you know, she's walking next to me, and she looks at me and she goes, "Man, I don't I don't like it when it rains." And I was like, "Why? It's it's only rain. It's it's awesome. You know, I I love thunder and lightning." She goes, no, I don't, I don't like it because, you know, and, and it was something like a line also like it would hear out of a horror movie. She goes, uh, th- that's when she comes out. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, the, that, that, the little girl. And I was like, what little girl? And she goes, every time we have uh, a heavy rain, I hear this little girl outside yelling, mommy, help me. Now, I never mentioned this to, to anybody uh, except my brother. And I just froze and I was like, wait a minute, you know, and come to find out she heard it. There was another girl that lived down the road that had uh, a paper route and she would be out, you know, three, four in the morning on her bike delivering papers. And she said she heard it like, you know, it was standing in in someone's yard, just like screaming, you know, mommy, help me. And uh, it, it was mostly when there was. Uh, stormy weather or stormy weather coming uh, that people, you know, in the neighborhood were hearing, you know, this this little girl, you know, crying out. And to this day, we we don't know who it was, what it was. Um, Rumor had it years later, it it came from somewhat of a a spurious uh, source, so I'm not sure if it was uh, true or not. But there was... Uh, a couple, um, a family in our neighborhood, their last name was Burpo. And the mother and the daughter, the daughter I think was in her 30s, you know, early 30s. And they were driving back uh, right up the hill, you know, from uh, from our house, our neighborhood. And they were in a car accident. And I remember when this happened, uh, you know, I, I didn't know the Burpos well, but I, I, I talked to them once in a while. And I guess it was a bad accident and the daughter was pinned in the car, you know, uh, the dashboard caved in and pinned her and and, and she ended up dying in that car accident. And the source said that during that accident, she was kind of delirious, you know, before she passed in the accident and that she was screaming, you know, people that were, that were there said that she was like yelling and she, you know, almost in the voice of a child, you know, mommy, help me. So was it her? You know, uh, again, I, I didn't really uh, check with any other sources, but the accident was real. The, 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 the girl passing away was real. So could it have been her spirit, you know, wandering uh, the neighborhood uh, looking for her mother? You know, it, it could be. Well, you know, there, I've uh, been been looking at lots of different researchers and very reputable researchers or people famous through history. And there's a very reputable guy who's a, uh, who's a sound recording artist, um, an inventor with radio technology and, you know, sound manipulation, a guy called Michael Esposito. And he um, has spoken with... Um, He's partnered with a guy, uh, a person called Heidi Harmon. She's a Reiki master, an energy healer, a sound healer, a medium. Um, and they go through things like um, Marconi, the inventor of the uh, of the radio, uh, and, and other people going back all the way to World War II to the present time. When people noticed in World War II when they were scanning the airwaves, they were getting these very strange uh, strange voices on airwaves that they shouldn't have got. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And then people have gotten together, and I guess one of the thoughts regarding people who scientifically study sound is that um, they view the study of sound to actually help explain what happens when people die as well in the sense that sound isn't created, uh, rather when sound is created, it's, it's not destroyed. Sound remains forever, mm-hmm. and uh, this is one of their premises. It's just a question in the dynamics of sound: is when can you can you be aware of it again? So it's kind of like you know, energy equals mc square. You know, the energy and mass and all that kind of stuff is that it's you know, it's neither created or destroyed. It's just tra- you know, it, it kind of uh, 
becomes something else, like water would become, you know, into a, a vapor or a liquid or changing. Mm-hmm. And this is this is one of the theories for the, um, you know, for the EVPs and what you know, your the ghost voices that you're hearing. They're saying, uh, from what I can understand, that uh, electromagnetic energy. The movement of the tectonic plates of the Earth, all these things creating vibrations. Um, he says that these form layers of emotionally charged expressions, and and these emotionally charged expressions are what uh, I guess not to overcomplicate it for people that maybe you're referring to, and other people are referring to as ghost for, uh, ghost voices, and. One of the theories is that these ghost voices form through compression, just like a rain cloud compresses gases into a liquid. That's a quote. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking of your thing. So there you go, and you're talking about things come out in the rain. And these pressures, according to these people who in the present day and in the past, they study sounds for a living, uh, you know, whether it be for the military or for recording scientists or whatever, and you know, whether it be the rain or the, the movement of the tectonic plates or just the you know, the, the huge number of, um, of voices and sounds and everything that's around, uh, these are some possible explanations. And they try to develop technology to manipulate these things and, and, and try and, I guess, decipher them is what I'm trying to say, things that are inaudible you now. Uh, I know that I saw stuff that said Vietnam uh, era psychological operations officers, PSYOP officers, they amplified theoretical sounds of the dead, made people feel sick. Wow. Uh, You know, when Walt Disney and his artists were working with cartoon sound effects, they would slow down certain sounds and change the speeds. And people reported being nauseous for weeks and weeks. So, you know, sound is... uh, and, you know, it, frequencies of sound being emitted and being inaudible to human ears. Pretty common, right? We just think of a dog whistle. So when there's the conditions are ripe is what I'm trying to say. You know, with the rain or other atmospheric, atmospheric or electromagnetic conditions. Um, it looks like there's, you know, theoretically that, you know, could make these things actually happen. Was that too far out in left field? Is that too much in the weeds? No, I I, I think it's, and and I've actually thought of that uh, before I ever heard of this, like, you know, like light, you know, sound is energy, it's a vibration, it it, it goes on forever, so, uh, you know, what's to say that it's not out there somewhere or could be uh, tapped into, played back, amplified, you know, in our our atmosphere or the, the ether. But the 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 oddest thing about this little girl that that um, makes me scratch my head and say, okay, the the sound is interesting. But a year later, I, I first heard it when I was fifteen. That was like the the summer of nineteen eighty two, and it it died down. You know, it died down toward the end of the summer. You know, into the fall. You know, nobody really heard it that much. I didn't hear it again until the summer of two uh, nineteen eighty three. I was sixteen. And I heard it once at night and then another night, you know, I I had gone to bed and my window was, or my bed was next to the window. The window was open. It was summertime. And right next to the bedroom window was the dining room windows in my parents' house. And they had this big, bright chandelier in the, in the, the dining room and that the light was on and, it, you know, it shone out on the side of the house, you know, the, uh, the little fence and the bushes. And I'm laying there, and I'm. Uh, we, we called it the alley. You know, there was this this little alley with the uh, the oil tank, and then uh, a wire fence and some bushes. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking out in, into the the alley, and I, you know, there's this. Uh, I think it was a lilac bush, maybe. And the thing starts shaking. It's like shaking like crazy, you know, and, and I could see it. It was right near the window. I'm looking. I'm like, what? what's shaking the bush? I didn't see anything. You know, I got my face pressed up against the, the screen. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this bush that's just rattling, you know, like crazy. I hear the girl's voice. She's not saying, Mommy, help me, but she's moaning. You know, the bush is shaking, and I hear this, ah, ah. And then the very next time, I heard that sound, the girl, was again a year later from that. And at that point, I was living with my grandmother about 
eight, 10 miles away from my parents' house. And there was this little convenience store uh, called Jimmy's Market just, just up the road. You, you could walk to it in under five minutes. And I had gone to the store to get something uh, before it closed. It, it was dark. And I was walking back and I was passing one of the neighbor's houses with this big bush in the front, you know, whatever it was, you know, lilac or whatever. And the bush starts shaking. And I hear the the girl moaning. And I, at that point, I just, you know, I just took off and I ran back to my, back to my grandmother's house. Cause I, you know, my thought was, you know, what, you know, what the hell is this thing like following me? You know, who is it? What is it? But that was actually, and I, and I swear to you and the, the, the listening audience, that is a true story. And that was actually the, the last time that I ever heard, um, the, the little girl with her, her moaning and, and, and yelling for her mother. Hmm. Well, you know, they, I think that gets back into the, some of the stuff that I was saying before. And that's a fascinating story. And I, I think it might, you'd have to tell me, you're more of an expert uh, on this than, than I am. But I think this sounds to me like a survival of consciousness kind of a thing when you, when you see these things with, um, you know, these, these kinds of experiences in the rain, uh, uh, you know, or uh, somebody's passed away or you're having these uh, supernatural experiences or paranormal experiences. And it's just like that sound uh, that with, with the EVP that, you know, the sounds that one of the premises that they're always there, but just are unaware to us. The survival of consciousness is a, is a thing that I don't think that people take serious enough um, because it's, it, it's, a, it's a hard one to, um, actually it isn't hard to understand, but the, people look for so many other explanations that we're taught to, to, to look for. Now I'm reading this book on biocentrism now, which talks about, Biocentrism is, is kind of like the grand unifying theme of the universe, that things exist because we're aware that they exist. I mean, that's kind of it in a nutshell, amongst other things. That's a, it sounds like a, an old theory, but it's not. It's, it's a theory based on biology. Mm -hmm. that, you know, are the human beings or sentient beings, uh, the reason something is, is because we say it is. And according to, and when we say this, it's because we're aware of something. So there was some some event, something was in the environment that made you conscious of these things. I guess is what I'm trying to say. The long way around the barn. Sure, I, I definitely believe that. Um, people say that sometimes spirits uh, spirits can get stuck; they're not ready to move on. And I, I, I believe that that's true because there's enough stories and enough people in you know, legitimate paranormal research that go into these places and tell them, hey, you've passed, uh, you have to go to the light, you know, this is not your home anymore, and the, the hauntings and the, uh, the phenomenon will, will cease after that. So I, I'm certainly a believer that uh, sometimes people will die, they're not ready to go, or they die suddenly and they don't, they don't realize, I remember, uh, you know, they don't realize that, that they've even passed. And there was a friend of the family uh, years ago, going with that story, uh, his name was uh, was Denny, uh, Denny, and he since passed away as well. But um, his wife died suddenly of a heart attack. She she walked into the kitchen. They they were watching TV. She went into the kitchen to get something, and bam, massive heart attack. She just fell down. She was gone before she hit the floor. And, and he swears this this was not a man that was superstitious or overly religious, you know, at all. Uh, very much uh, nuts and bolts, uh, go to work, come home, take care of business kind of guy. And he came over one night or, and he was, uh, you know, visiting and, and talking. He goes, you know, he goes, I want to tell you guys something. He goes, you're not going to believe me because I, I never believed in this kind of stuff. But... I saw something the other night that, that really shook me up. So my father had asked him, well, well, what is it? And he said, I, I was sleeping the other night and I woke up and I turned over in the bed and my wife was laying next to me. And he said he, he jumped back in the bed. He was startled and he said, what the hell are you doing here? 
and he said she was there plain as day. Right. And, she, and she looked at him and she said, well, what do you mean? He said, you died. You're dead. What are you doing here? And she said, I did. And he said she just faded away, just like evaporated, you know, from his sight. Uh-huh. And that that is... Uh-huh. You know, there's no reason for this guy to lie. He, you know, he he seemed like he was genuinely, you know, shaken and puzzled by this. But I think that's that story is classic example of maybe someone who just died suddenly, who wasn't even aware that they had passed. That's amazing. That's amazing stuff. And, and I, there's a a really nice uh, little site that I was on the other day, and it's just interesting. It says, you know, how do you detect paranormal activity from kind of a scientific way, you know, as a paranormal investigator would do. And and one of the things that you know you just described there was vibration, touch, and motion, right? Mm-hmm. Guys feeling all those things, and 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 there's actually gear that uh, you know motion sensors and other things like that. I mean, uh, that's not going to be uh, you know in this particular case, like the guy's lying in bed and somebody comes in. But when you're having these things happen repeatedly, uh, you know, there's some serious ways to inquire about that with the electromagnetic frequency, oh, uh, by the, you know those things, other kinds of multi-sensor devices. They have all kinds of audio, you know, audio recorders you can buy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for things like this, I was I was really stunned, and I don't think they're just money making things, but they're. Uh, I, I was uh, I, I had highlighted one here on a piece of paper. It's, a, it's a, they actually call it a ghost box. Mm, I have one of those. Are you really a spirit box? SB seven. I, I I have a ghost box. It's uh, it's the little radio that pans through very quickly through all the static. There you and go. Yeah. There you go. Continuously yeah. scans AM and FM bands of radios. Yep. And there's a thing called the Ovulus. It's, uh, it's a communication device, and it's programmed with a bank of words and phonetic sounds. And uh, you use that to see if uh, if something in the environment can stimulate the ovulus to, to put together some kind of a meaningful sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even more than that, uh, you know, people have uh, video and photography equipment, um, you know, whether it be a GoPro or they have, uh, you know, all kinds of other high-definition cameras that you can use that are relatively inexpensive, full-spectrum cameras, mm-hmm. thermal cameras have uh, FLIR, you know, uh, in them so that they, you know, color changes and things like that. So uh, there's a lot of serious stuff that uh, you can, you know, that you can use for these kind of things. Wouldn't it have been nice if you had had some of this as a kid for this this kind of experience that you went through? Oh, it, it would have, and and I have some of those things now. So, <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I, I, I do. I actually have a camera that is uh, uh, infrared. It's you know just for photography. You can take a short video. I have the um, the electromagnetic uh, meter. I have um, the the ghost box. So I, I I have some things that I've I've taken out and you know went to different areas to try to pick things up and uh, not been so uh, successful. But you never know. Maybe I ha- we have to go out in the rain and see what uh, <laughs> see what comes. Well, you know, I think that I, I like that. Uh, that- that piece of information, it was very plausible by a, a, a highly trained person in sound and photography and everything else like that with the with the idea about compression, compression of the environment during the rain. And, um, you know, also um, all these events seem to have a common um, theme with them with uh, electroma- electromagnetic waves, you know, that, that, that seems to be, a, uh, you know, and waves have an amplitude. Uh, and they have a frequency, you know, that's how big they are and how, how rapidly they come together when you talk about compressing them or changing them or being aware of them. But that's how we see them or not, you know, depending upon what their wavelengths are, what their amplitudes and frequencies are, how we hear them. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great explanation and certainly puts, uh, I think, some perspective on, on some of this phenomenon that, um, you know, can make it a little more uh, plausible and, and scientific. Well, you know, I say that because uh, I know that soldiers and hunters and uh, people who are stalkers uh, of animals, and you know, in the military or just people who live in the forest or people who are highly attuned to their senses, they can they know when someone's watching them. Oh, they do. They definitely do. Yeah, and I, and I know every.
everybody out in the audience. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about when somebody, uh, not when somebody, when you've been walking late at night or you've been in your backyard and nobody's around or you're in the house when nobody's around or you're in your room around and you feel someone or something uh, and it gives you um, a general sense of unease. Mm. And the hairs on the back of your neck go up for no good reason. And boy, I could I could tell stories about that if if people want to go back. I've uh, the Spirit Side podcast is still out there. I've I've since moved on to uh, a new show, but um, I, I tell the story of uh, the grandparents' curse, and my family on my grandfather's side was very much involved in, you know, the dark arts, the occult, some very spurious stuff. And and they always had, you know, they could tell you some creepy stories. And, you know, I'm a big believer, too, that things like that can uh, conjure up a certain energy that, that can uh, hover over people or a place or even a family. And... You know, I, I certainly think that uh, through those experiences and, uh, you know, just the way certain members of my family acted, you know, with with, with the drinking and the, the constant, uh, you know, anxiety and stress levels, man, the, I could just tell stories that, uh, you know, future episodes, uh, it'll take a while for that well to run dry. That's that's for sure. But uh, well, I guess I guess the point with the people under the stairs here, uh, you know, we like to we like to have some fun. I think we like to entertain. Uh, we never try and mislead anybody. I know you've never misled me in all the years I know you, and I certainly don't try and do that to you or the audience. Uh, but there are some fascinating things here. And I think uh, I think this is a good show to listen to in the daylight, and then take a second listen and listen when it's not so light out. And when you're, uh, you know, there's a there's a thing in psych, the psychology of perception called just noticeable differences. Mm-hmm. It's when you become aware of something, when you have consciousness of it, and it's different for different people. If you're more highly sensitive uh, to, let's say, peripheral vision, like I am, little movements or sounds, you know, then I need white noise so that I can sleep, so I'm not hearing them because I'm much more highly attuned to them. But the same principle applies to these things. And uh, uh, I think our forefathers and foremothers and all that, whatever you'd like to call it, when they were hunters and gatherers or primitive peoples and cave people or living in the wild, they sure as hell knew when they were walking through the forest if something was looking at them. Oh, certainly. They would sure as hell listen to that because it was it was survival attached to it. That's why we have a fight or flight uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, not kind of, we have a fight or flight mechanism in our central nervous system to protect us. Now, we, I think people feel safe uh, or a lot more safe than they did, uh, you know, in the modern industrial age. And they have lost, you know, being attuned to that more primitive part of their brain that they need for survival. I know when you're in the military or you're in dangerous, uh, you know, environments, it gets a little bit different. As a psychologist, when we have a kid who's been abused, we see that the kid becomes hypervigilant is one of the signs. And we've become very relaxed uh, about some of these things that I think that we're calling paranormal. And uh, I think in a lot of ways they may be normal. We just, we, we just don't look at them anymore. We don't pay attention to them anymore. I agree. Unless, I unless they just jump up and bite you on the ass. <laughs> and sometimes they do. They do. But uh, they do. You know, we're we're about forty three minutes in, so I I think we're going to uh, crawl out from under the stairs for for this episode. And uh, I say that's a great idea. You know, when you're, however you listen to this podcast, if you want to listen to it in the daytime, but I would say uh, definitely at nighttime, go go in a room by yourself, light a candle, dim the lights, listen to the podcast, and and, and be aware of what's going on around you. What what does this kind of conversation uh, do to your awareness? What do you? pick up on what do you feel what do you hear or maybe even see oh yeah and i challenge people a little bit of a step further paul springtime is going to be upon us here in the northeast maybe some of you like bushcraft or you're like camping or wherever else it is uh go in the woods 
camp out overnight in a place that's um, that is more secluded, safely, of course. And um, let your guard down a little bit, and uh, you know, let the different portion of your brain get in touch with your environment a little bit more, and see what's out there. Yeah, definitely. Out there in the night sky. See what's out there behind that bush. And I'll tell you, that, that reminds me, I had an idea for uh, an episode uh, down the line I want to call Terror from Within the Tent. And it's about terrible and spooky <laughs> things that happen to people on camping expeditions. And I thought about actually building like a little tent under the stairs that we would sit in for that episode. Hey, good. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. But, that uh, sounds good. Yeah, that that is one that uh, once they hear that, maybe people will not want to <laughs> go to the woods. <laughs> and, and watch the one, spot. watch the one with the night skies too. And when it's nice out there, if you're really by yourself, and I don't mean where you're scaring the bejesus out of yourself with your imagination. My good friend John Clark, the psychiatrist, when he was uh, uh, visited by some orbs on the front of his windshield driving home from LaGrange, Georgia. Now, I repeat, this is a psychiatrist, uh, and I was teasing. I said to him, I said, well, you know, that means the aliens have marked you, and he almost slapped me in the face. He said, hey, he was so scared, he couldn't see straight. And, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw out UFOs in there or whatever, but there are different uh, there are different levels of consciousness that may be out there or different things that, again, we may not be aware of. It's beautiful to be out under the night sky, and it can also be very overwhelming. It can. When you let all that stuff in, in a good way, and sometimes in a scary way. But for your benefit, in the end. But we needed some good spooky movement, uh, mo uh, uh, music on that one, Paul. I, I think you. I've scared myself. <laughs> you know, I'm going to light a candle and listen to this episode when it's all done. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we are just about ready to wrap up, my friend? We are. I'm going to uh, bid everybody peace and farewell from under the stairs uh, for now. I'm going to say uh, keep your uh, tape recorders rolling and uh, oh, yeah. stay, stay spooky out there. Hey, what's your what's your the name of your new show, Paul? And how can how can people find it? It is called Candlemas Occultists, and right now it's on Anchor. There, uh, it's not on a, a whole lot of platforms right now, but it's getting there. Or they could. Um, I don't really know how they how they would uh, find it other than going on Anchor and, and typing in Candlemas Occultists. That's uh, have eight. all the other platforms on a short period of time. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it it'll it'll get there. It's 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 a growing show right now, but it's it's interesting and it's it's still going to deal with some of these topics, but it's uh, a little bit different, uh, a little bit different direction than the spirit side. Uh, you you have you have some good stuff on there though. It's and, and you know variation is the spice of life. If people want to uh, make sure on this show, because uh, the feedback I'm getting from the producer of the show is that people love it and they find it very intriguing. So thank you very much on uh, at least my contribution. I know Paul thinks the same oh, the same way. Hit the subscribe button. Yes. And, uh, you know, get in touch with us if you'd like through the message feature. And if you want to hear a really nice show on the same reality check uh, network as the people under the stairs, check out my show. Uh, uh, which is just thinking with Stan Wangland. We've got some great stuff, and my original show has uh, thirty some odd episode, episodes out, which is called Stan Wangland Mind, Body, and Spirit, which is a little bit different kind of a show. So there's uh, lots of shows that uh, we have available for you out there, but uh, people under the stairs is a goodie. Uh, well, you know. as well, it's just I, I'm liking your new one, Paul, and, I, and I'm loving just thinking. So we have a lot of good stuff for you, and we really, really appreciate your uh, your positive vibes and everything. We hope you enjoyed this show a lot. Important and, stuff. And I, and I think if they uh, if they like the first show, they're going to love this one because I, th I thought this is a really great show. Well, you're a really great host, my friend. You're a very knowledgeable guy. I always love doing something with you. And to the folks out in the audience, I'm, I'm so sorry that I couldn't be under the stairs. I had a, 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 a fairly severe medical problem the other day, so... <laughs> Well, I'm recuperating and with some medication here. So Well you're under the stairs under the stairs on the phone. <laughs> That's it. And I'm under the stairs in spirit. So have some good vibes.
types my way out there in podcast land, okay? They mean a lot. With that, Paul, I, I know you like to be the last one off of this, this show. I'll, I'll say so long for now, folks. Uh, it doesn't matter to me who's, who's the last one. I'm going to say so long as well. And as I said, listen with a candle, stay spooky, and contact us with any thoughts, uh, happenings, or... You know, if you have a story you might want to be on the show, we'd certainly uh, like to have you phone in and and talk to people that had their own paranormal experiences. And we're we're hoping to have some guests uh, relatively soon to do uh, just that. And we'll have a good show next week at the very least, right? We will. We will. Yes. So so with that, my friend, we are out. God bless. Peace, everybody. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side. Available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.